The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Hamburglar, the time is yours. Bravo, bravo. He said, these are McDonald's best burgers ever. And then, can I keep them? And then he just grabbed them and ran away. Brobble. Now get a Big Mac or Double Cheeseburger for two bucks in the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Must opt into rewards. Visit McD app for details. Available at most restaurants in this area. Comparison of McDonald's classic burgers to prior burgers. Hashtag no music, no intro. Saints Block Party Podcast coming at you. Still got a lot to talk about with this with these New Orleans Saints. Um, but before we get into that, uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, thank you so much. Please like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. I think we're at like a thousand one hundred and ten subscribers now. So, which is crazy. So, thank y'all so much. We know it's the off season, and so like, we. We just know that our numbers just tend to drop. But even being the offseason, I mean, I feel like we should say thank you to the Saints in the front office for for Mickey Loomis and Dennis Allen because y'all keeping other down loads coming. Really? This is, this is not a uh, uh, non-interesting offseason. Never, um, never is it not. Ever. So we got some various things to talk about. We got to talk about this still ongoing office of coordinator search. Michael Thomas, um, Senior Bowl week, just various things going on. But um, as we are deep into draft season, or getting close to being deep into draft season, we're almost in February. The draft, first night of the draft is April 25th. If you want to join Ryan and I in New Orleans for the Saints Block Party Podcast second annual draft party, all you got to do is become a Patreon. Simple as that. Just become a Patreon. I'm going to start getting like a head count probably mid-February, beginning of March, just so I have an idea. Um, But it was fun last time. We don't know what's going to happen in in this draft, as we rarely do. We don't know what the Saints are ever going to do when it comes to to the draft. So regardless of what happens, at least you're around people who know how to have a good time, regardless of what's happening. Let's talk about this team, Ryan. Let's talk about it. It is January 31st. Tomorrow is the first week or first day of February. Um, this has been the loneliest month I think I have ever had in my entire life. Like this month <laughs> did not end. Um, and the Saints still do not have an offensive coordinator. Now, I will say, you know, I'll preface by saying like it was reported i think it was last week that the oc the hire was going to have happen post senior bowl like after the senior bowl right and then i, I guess another you know i believe it that at nof it was like reported that it like they had like honed oh, in on, can- on candidates and it was like there's like language of, of, of adhering to the league rules and it was like I, I believe the names was like it was Gruden and was it Gerard Johnson and I'm forgetting who the third person made. was it Brian Johnson I don't know I, I've lost and then out of a sudden it's like oh there's Luke Luke uh, Getzy former Bears offensive coordinator and then I'm like how have you how have you honed in on on who's going to have the job. If you're still bringing people into the search, I just I got I got some questions, Ryan and Greg Lewis. Greg Lewis in the building. Oh, for, completely forgot about Greg Lewis, wide receiver coach. So like, <laughs> but they've honed in, bro. Like I listen, man. I, What's going on? I have I've tried to be as honest about this situation all through this season, right? I have kept shit 100 about what happened last off season i've been very honest about saying that offensive coordinators do not want to work with dennis allen it just it's it, they do not and 
people, I think people are a little confused or they, they have reasons in their minds of why offensive coordinators don't want to work with Dennis Allen because they're like, well, what, what, who wants to come work with Derek Carr? Who wants to come work with so in, in a team that has a back cap situation and Dennis Allen's a lame duck coach? It's not even that. It really is not even that. It is if you are an offensive-minded person and you are coming and signing on to be an OC, if the head coach, who especially the defensive fucking coordinator or defensive-minded coach, is trying to tell you how to run the offense, why the fuck do I even have the job? Like, like why would I take it? If I can't bring my ideas and my concepts, then why, why would I just come there just to be essentially like offensive coordinator but just really running what, Dennis Allen wants me to run. Right. Pete did it. Pete didn't probably Pete didn't probably want to do it. And so I said like adamantly that Pete did not want to be OC for a second year in a row. They could not get people to interview for OC. And what you are I think what we're seeing, and they're gonna try to spin it and say it's been it was just an extensive search. Bro, how do you they talk to 10 almost feels like 10 plus people for this job, Ryan. And that's what we know of. That is unheard of. That is unheard of. And I know how the well, I know, like, you know, people, I don't, they'll never say it like by, like, you know, they're going to try to spin it of how it's just, just so ex- exhaustive. It's like the anti DA search, right? Because right. <laughs> the DA, it was DA, uh, Brian Flores, Aaron Glenn, Doug Aaron Peterson. Italy. And Eric B. Enemy. Five people that they interviewed. That was it. Now they're like, well, now we're interviewing 10 plus for to be OC. That's a lot of dates. That's a lot of dates. A lot, and, a lot of swipes. A lot of swipes. And I don't... Let me preface by saying this. I don't know if this is just one, something that they're doing as like a sham to give the illusion that they're really doing a thorough office of coordinator search. And maybe they are. Um, but if it is a sham and they just want to potentially have John Gruden join the team and, and promote Ronald Curry, I don't know if it's that, or I don't know if it's, they really do want to have an office, another offensive coordinator who isn't Pete Carmichael and they don't want to promote Ronald Curry. They don't want to have John Gruden on staff and Kay can't get anyone to say yes to wanting the position. Either one of them is a terrible look for your team. Oh yeah, terrible look. But it 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 can't. I, I just I I can't. Well, I'm not gonna say I can't believe it. But if it was really a sham for Gruden, like they're going really. That's a that's a that's a lot of work for a sham. You know what I'm saying? A lot like of work. A lot of work. A lot, a lot of work. A lot of Zoom interviews. A lot of you know dinners and all that stuff, man. So. I, I do believe they really do. And if you, you can look at the coaching coaches they're looking at, they really do want to tap into that Shanahan McVeigh, you know, sort of coaching tree. Um, I think they really do want to do that. But I mean, the Saints just not, just not like the, like not the destination people just dying to go to, you know what I'm saying? It's not their first choice. Might they mean second choice? Maybe not their third choice. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's not one of the things. Like okay, Gerard Johnson, I don't, I don't know what happened with that. You know, uh, Underhill put out that, you know, the Saints didn't offer him the job. Um, Gerard Johnson, through his media connections, put out that he's staying with the team. You know, why did he put that out? I don't know. You know, was he putting that out? To I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It did, maybe they didn't offer him. Maybe they didn't. there's no way I could prove that unless we hear from, you know, our sources or whatever. But but the Saints, David Road is so much trust at this point. I just don't trust nothing that comes out nothing, the building. Bro. You know what I'm saying? Nothing. I don't trust nothing. Nothing. I, I, everything that comes out, I'm looking at it like, is this some kind of spin? You know, are they trying to save face? So, I don't know. I, but I just know point, that. At this point, I... Can we, this is completely complete. So I pulled up our our Twitter our Twitter page. We gotta be more like who we're who we follow on our Twitter account, bro. Because sometimes I go to it and I and I'm like insist that's a retweet on my time. I'm like, what is this? Like, 
This nigga post my fault. Oh. <laughs> bro, that's my fault, bro. I just be. I go down the list. If they follow us, I'm like, follow, 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 follow. And listen to like a, unless it's an egg, Abby. Oh. Follow, 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 follow. Hey, bro, it's, it's our, it's our, you know, fishing Twitter account. I don't care about. I that. know, I know. But like, <laughs> shit popped. Is cancer really a fungus? Is 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 the shit that? I don't know. Is it? Um, but speaking speaking of spin, and we'll get we'll we'll get back to the whole um the whole um offensive coordinator thing. But I just I have to go to this because you brought up spin. Okay, so here, hold on. I don't know who this is, but someone on Twitter, Matthew underscore uh, Paris. Oh, he's a, a New Orleans Saints beat reporter at the Times Picune. Didn't even know he covered the Saints, bro. Like, this, this is how yeah, I'm he, so not. <laughs> well, I mean, Lola.com, bro. Uh, but he said, Dan Pritchard staying in Cincinnati. Gerard Johnson staying in Houston. Zach Robinson hired by Atlanta. Luke Getze happening Wednesday. So to me, you can tell, like you can tell me that you didn't, you didn't um, want Gerard Johnson to have the job, and it wasn't offered to him. So, but I will say it looks real desperate to get in Luke Getze in at the last minute, like who is not like a very highly thought offensive coordinator. Can we like the players in Chicago did not think did not speak highly of him after the season was over? But no, no. I digress. I gotta I gotta pull up this this fucking tweet that was sent out speaking of spin. January 29th. Our boy Jeff Duncan underscore on Twitter. The Saints have had their share of misses in recent drafts, as every team does. But the clubs College scouting department has found undrafted free agents such as Carl Granderson, Juwan Johnson, Rashid Shahid, JT Gray, Nymphie Sewell, and Blake Ruby. That doesn't happen by accident. I don't know who quote tweeted it, and, and I, I wish I could get credit to it, but just saying that, like, adding Sewell and Groupie at the end of that, like, adding, like, parsley to it, bruh, just, no, this. Well, but this is not what but Jeff Duncan didn't say, didn't add this to the tweet, that the person that was primary, probably likely to found, have found these players, just went to Sean in Denver. Okay, all right. But we but we, we got to keep it spinning, Jeff. We got to keep it spinning. Why did this tweet come out literally a day after I put a draft tweet, Ryan? Talking about their hit rate, bro. This, this is a wild. A day after, and, and, and mentioned on the mentioned on the live stream, uh, if I recall, um, that you know thirty six percent hit rate since twenty 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 twenty, and that's being generous, the, right? I, I I gave some some hits that are probably more debatable, but twenty two players drafted, you've hit on eight of those, being generous, thirty six percent, okay. You cannot make a fucking tweet talking about how great they identified UDFAs when you're missing on a huge crux of the draft capital that you have. That is terrible fucking team team building. Because I would say, "Mm, okay, so the Lions hit on um, Gibbs. They hit on Laporta. They hit on Bryant. Branch, um, and it completely transformed their team. Like, think of 2017. That draft class transformed the Saints' future for the next couple of years. Don't don't try to sit and talk to me about UDFAs. Please stop it. Please stop. UDFAs are like the, a, a little icing, a little cherry on top. You go to the bedroom, your girl wearing some lingerie. You wasn't expecting. Like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Like, she got that. Amazon account. How'd you order that? Like, that's what a UDFA is. But it is you cannot bank on you hitting on UDFAs to be good at your team. And the person that identified them is not lo- no longer with the Saints, Jeff. Jeff, 
Like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> My thing about the Jeff tweet is it just reads like something Greg Benzel wrote and, <laughs> and texted the Jeff Duncan like, man, tweet this. You know how you tweet some shit, you, you tweet some shit sometimes, you text it to me like, can you retweet this? It's like, that's yeah, too great. <laughs> tweet this. And we seen, I, didn't Adam Schefter do that one time? And something, yeah. like he left something Mr. in there. That's... Mr. Editor? Or are you talking about the... I, I want to I say like something, one time he forgot to take out the... Uh, he, like oh, the instructions in the text. I, I, I vaguely remember this. <laughs> I think it was Shefter. It just I vaguely remember. But anyway, it just it's like, can you be? You can't be more just obvious, you know, that you yep. just spin it for the team, bro. Spin it for the team, man. It's like, come on now, come on now. Like of all the things, it's like, can we at least try to be somewhat critical? And I'm talking to the <laughs> media. Can we try to be at least on, a little – I'm not saying be negative. I'm not saying be, you know, be hot take-ish and, you know, just bash the team for no reason. But can we at least be critical of a team that hasn't made the playoff in three years that has not been good and is not is not showing any trajectory of becoming a a, a, a Super Bowl contender or a, a real contender tender in the NFL. Can we at least be critical of the moves? Can we be critical of Mickey Loomis, of Dennis Allen, of the quarterback, of the decision-making by the front office? Like, can we please? Because the media, that, y'all all we got. Y'all all we got. You know what I'm saying? Me and you, we just got a little podcast here. We just some regular dudes with day jobs. But y'all are in the building every day. Y'all talk to these people. Can we at least get some critical analysis going on of the team and not this whole, well, you know, they know what they're doing. So eh, it's like, what are we doing here? Says who? So this is the, th- thank you for, for pointing that out. Cause I got to, I had to pull this, this shit out up. That was also from the 29th of January. It seems like the 29th of January, the Saints just had people just working overtime, bro. Just working, bro. <laughs> Back it off. Um, uh, what is it? I can't, Sean, uh, Fazenden, whatever. Fox 8. Go with it wasn't a tweet. It was a it was a YouTube hit or like a, a part oh, of the, yeah. where he's just like, just in this marriage, please, regarding what Michael Thomas was saying on Twitter. So it looks like what Michael Thomas was doing and saying is that well, if no one in the media is gonna keep shit buck and keep shit one hundred or what's going on. And I probably, I'm Michael Thomas is, is, a, is a smart person. I'm pretty sure he's, I think he knows that he probably is not going to be back with the team. Or, oh, and that's yeah. the crazy thing is, I think like he, I think he wants to be with the team. I think he want, he, yeah. he loves the city of New Orleans. It's not about that. But at some point as a person, when shit is wrong and it's in your face and wrong long enough, you gotta, you, it behooves you to speak out on that. And that's all Michael Thomas has been doing since he's been tweeting. Has he not? It's, it's amazing, shit, bro. All the shit that we have said on this podcast that we've hinted at, that we've given like little like allusions to, or we, that we've come out and just said verbally with our mouths to have people come back and just ask us who our sources are, blah, blah. By the way, not saying Michael Thomas is my source. Don't want, to, don't want you to get it twisted. But to have a person, a player on the fucking team who has been able to at least verify what we have been saying in the whole reaction to him, everyone's saying, Oh, why, why are we going to listen to a person who hasn't been healthy for the last three years? Hey, oh. you dumb fucks. You dumb fucks. Guess what? The Saints have misdiagnosed that man twice. We want to talk about, they thought he had a little, little, his little, his little, the little, a little toe was just injured a little bit. Had him out there playing. No, nah, that bitch was dislocated. And had him out there trying to practice on it. So if if, you, if we want to keep shit real and keep shit one hundred, we got to do that shit across the board. And so he is just telling the situation like it is. And people don't want and don't like to hear the truth. And I'm gonna go throw another caveat in there, especially people. I'm from Texas. You're from Louisiana. We're from the South. Especially white people don't like hearing people. Talk shit when it's from a black man. Am I am I wrong? Am I wrong right now? No, no, we know that for a fact. We know that for a fact. And 
that whole thing right there, though, that whole man, he hadn't done nothing in three seasons. What? What? Whose fault is that? It, it just it doesn't make sense though. Like just the that argument doesn't make sense. Like, well, he hasn't been a productive player, so he can't have an opinion. What? Okay. Like, so he could have had an opinion. So he could have an opinion back when he was catching 149 passes and breaking records, but he can't have one now. Like, like he's not yeah. in the locker room. Like he he's not privy to what's going on. Like, like. That that's some someone that's some, someone who's been with the team since 2016 who's seen mm, the, mm. the good times, the bad times, the successes, the lows. Has played with he's Drew Brees. One, has played with one, Derek Carr. He's the one that can't have an opinion. Mm. Mm. But if anything, he look, if, <laughs> if if anything, he's the subject matter expert because he's seen two regimes from the Saints. He saw what it was like playing with Drew Brees, and he saw what it was like playing with. Taysom, playing with Jameis, playing with Derek Carr. He's seeing what it's like for a coach to hold the team accountable when the when players need to be held accountable. And he's seeing what it's like playing for a head coach that holds no one accountable or holds everyone else accountable except the players that need to be held accountable. <clears throat> Derek Carr. So if anything, he's the person that I would listen to the most. Thank you. He's exactly who I want to hear from. Like, what are we, what are we talking about? It's so crazy, bro. And I'm sorry, <laughs> this is like probably the second no. Doctor Doctor Death reference I'm, oh, I'm making in the podcast. Ahead, but it just it just reminds me so much of that show because in that show you had these you know you know p- prestigious doctors um, killing patients. You know what I'm saying? Killing patients and they would probably still be practicing if it weren't for like one or two people within their profession ready to give up their jobs, ready to give up their jobs and livelihoods to get the word out about what was really happening. And they had to go against governments. They had to go against corporate boards and powerful politicians and you name, I mean, the law, everything, all to get the word out. And it was a struggle. Like, it was a fight and struggle to dissent from all the crowd and the mob saying, do this, you know, no, we, we, you know, they, nothing's wrong here. Everything's fine, you know. And this had, and this was two, I want to add context to this. This was two fucking white doctors. You know, <laughs> you know, how, you know how easy it is for two white doctors to get things done in this world? Like, let's real talk. Two white doctors that, you know, like prestigious doctors in their own right. Yes. And causing themselves a lot just to get the word out. And look, I mean, this is we talk about something serious with people dying and stuff like that versus football. It's no comparison between that, but just the fact that how people people tie themselves to beliefs, man. Like they wanna believe. Ooh. They wanna believe Mickey Loomis has it all figured out. They wanna believe DA has it all figured out. They wanna believe that the Saints they come to grow up with and know for the last fifteen years is still that organization that they, you know, they that that's going to be in the fight, going to be right there, compete for a Super Bowl next year and the year after year after year after. They want to believe that so bad that they're willing to ignore all the evidence in front of them. And but, that, to me, is crazy. But here's the key part of it, though, right? It, I could – the evidence is is evident, right? Ooh, that's that's a bar. Um, <laughs> but – I go back to this, right? When this kind of came up in our Discord like a week or so ago, um, when, you know, uh, Dark Saint had brought something up, where, you know, we, we were just kind of talking about is that people in the know, however you want to qualify that as football fans, whether you're a Saints fan or another fan of a team, there's there's different types of fandom, right? You have fans who are like us, who are just ingrained. And even before we started doing this podcast, right, we were pretty ingrained to like the being on Twitter and, and being able to kind of read through things and, and things like that. So we like we're deep in, right? right. And then you have fans who are just like casual fans, bro. Like right, they yeah, they yeah. don't they not on social media. They just all they know they go to the game. They they see something. They go to the game. They watch on Sunday. That's all. Like they they're who that. All that. That's it. it. Those fans, because they're not quote unquote ingrained or whatever, 
if they, if if they are online, if they do see a tweet from a Jeff Duncan, if they do see an article from anyone who wants to spin what the Saints DA and Mickey Loomis is putting out, it's like, oh, this Marshawn player has been really hurt the last couple of seasons. Exactly. Oh. He 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 doesn't want to play for DA. He's a malcontent. He, oh, we can't have that on his team. Oh, okay, I understand why they want to trade him. That, exactly. That, that's the propaganda game, bro. Exactly. And, and the Saints are not, you know, it's it's a different landscape because of it being New Orleans and because of it being yeah. ran by like a very mom and pop shop. But mm-hmm. it's not just a Saints problem. I'll give you a perfect example. We talked about this. The article came, or alert came out. And just this is how you just piece together shit. So Adam Schefter puts out a tweet that Ben Johnson is staying in in Detroit and the the price tag, you know, scared some teams off, but he got like a pay raise, staying in Detroit, blah, blah, blah. Now, how are you going to tell me? How are you going to put out a tweet that told me that his price tag scared him off, but before that news came out, the Washington Commanders was on a flight to go fly to him to sign him to be the head coach. Make so if, the, if 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 they were flying to see him, sound like the the price tag was probably known, and they were willing to pay it, right? But that's the media game because the Washington exactly. Commanders wants to look good, and they don't want to look like they got stood up. So they like, hey, 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 hey Adam, exactly. Adam, Adam yeah. can, you, can you put that tweet in there that his price tag was high, and so that's why you, yeah, I, I I implore anyone who is listening to this or watching this, please. Anything that comes out football related, I don't care who the fuck is reporting it. Ask yourself, who does this benefit? Michael Every Michael time. Thomas telling his truth. Who does that benefit? Because in theory, it wouldn't really benefit him, would it not? It would, no. in theory, make you know maybe it it hurts him. You know, hit him viewed in the eyes of other teams. Maybe another GM or coach sees that on Twitter and he's not looked in the best of lights because he's not being a quote unquote team player. So like if it doesn't benefit anyone, but if, but if you ask me, if you read something and you ask, and you ask yourself who it benefits, you can say, well, you know, if they're kind of dogging on Marshawn, well, who would have to, who would, who would be, who would gain from that? Oh, it, it really opens your eyes of how, the NFL and media sausage gets made. Yeah, exactly. And you got to be wary of it. You got to pay attention to it. And also realize the team, the team, it, it's, 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 it sucks because the player side almost never gets out. Ever. Because, because if a player does talk, if a player does talk, they are always, almost always going to be the bad guy. And it really doesn't even matter what they say. They're always going to be the bad because they'll, they'll always be the malcontent. Jameis did it last year with NOF, right? Went on, He went on, he talked to Mike Triplett. I think maybe Nick, I don't know if Nick was on or whatever. But he pretty much, he said he said the truth. He said, you know, I yeah. was told by Coach Allen that, you know, uh, you know no one can on the, te- the team can lose their position due to injury. So, like it, it is rare. It is rare that that it does when it when it's rare when it does happen. Um, and like you said, the player almost always, more often than not, always comes off looking bad. They're, they're they're not a team player. It's all about them. They're a me. They're a diva. All these fucking words when they're just trying to say, "Hey, dummies!" Like maybe like wake up and not believe everything that the team tells you. Like. I, I um getting back to offensive coordinator. I am to the point at this point, Ryan, where I just want someone who is offensive coordinator who is just not in any shape, way, or form having John Gruden involved with the team. Don't care that's who it, it is. I don't don't care who, good, that how sad is it that that's where the bar is. It's just like, can it not be John Gruden? Bro, come this is not John Gruden. It's not John Gruden, man. <laughs> At the end of the day, we don't know how any of these guys will work out. You know, I mean, none. I don't know. You know, Luke gets Etsy. Etsy, you know what I'm saying? I won't say, I won't say one thing. And I, and I put this on our Discord. 
Lou Gessie was cutting up DA's defense with Tyson Bing ain't that first. <laughs> nigga, he was out there talking a little bit. I'm just saying. Like, we were there. Like, we were there. I'm just. I wouldn't judge too much on his passing game with, with Justin Fields. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. And before right. that, he did work with Michael Floor for years with Aaron Rodgers and stuff like that. So, Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, he did. He did. Uh, and uh, Greg Lewis, you know, he came up under Andy Reid. Uh, this was his first year with the Ravens as wide receiver Ravens. coach. But, you know, right. he's a wide receiver coach. I don't know. And look, a lot of these interviews, they could be looking at them, for some of these guys as Positions outside of outside of the uh, offensive coordinator uh, could be, you know, another passing game coordinator. Could be a wide, wide receiver coach because since they got rid of Coda Burns, uh, all kind of stuff. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out in the end, man. But it's been, it's like, man, this has been like it, it did. It it went about as I expected. I put it like that because I, I did. I did not expect this team to go in, identify the guy they want, and splash. Go get him. Like that just that just was not going to happen. I knew this was going to be a long. I didn't know it was going to be this wide of a search, but I knew it was going to be a long search. But we'll think, see. We'll I see. I don't. I don't think they knew it was going to be this long of a search because I don't think they was expecting these many goddamn no. I, I just just saying, Ryan. They didn't realize that. That's just another problem. Welcome to another point. Go ahead. How 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 would you not realize that? When last offseason, you couldn't get three people to interview for the job. Like, like, did they? I think in their mind, they're like, hey, we got Derek Carr now. <laughs> you know, last like, year, they didn't have so anybody at that point. <laughs> like, I get hey, it. We but got like... Derek Carr now, you know. <laughs> uh, where, where, where are we going for, 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 where are we going for dinner? Can we go to Bearcat for for brunch? Oh, yeah, okay, I'll I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> Got no no intentions of taking the OC position. <laughs> what was your other point, bro? I I, I uh, 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 tripling them. They were saying, you know, they had the senior board. They were saying that they're hearing pretty much to a man. Everybody with the Saints, you know, scouts, coaches, staff, and all that feel like Saints are close, man. We right there. Like we're right there, we just piece or two away, right there. I'm like, wow, this team really is delusional, man. It really is. They really look at that nine and eight, that nine and eight record versus one of the easiest schedules in NFL history. One of the easiest schedules in NFL history, Adam. And they, they really believe they're right there. They're like, man, we just add another piece here, there. Those oh, yeah. nine wins will turn to eleven wins, and and that's coming from the top. That point of view is coming from the top, bro. That's coming from the top. that's coming from Mickey and the staff. I mean, Mickey. It's coming from Mickey. Period. NDA. Well, it has to come from Mickey because Mickey doesn't want to look bad, regardless, right? Like Mickey as Mickey. Here's the thing that I have started to like lose a lot of respect for Mickey. Mickey is a very mm-hmm. intelligent guy. He is very. a very intelligent man. He is deliberately he's also very kind of two two-faced and very shady. And what I've lost respect of is that he can put out as much as he wants and it trickles down that they feel like they're close. But if that's the case then you it has never been talked about that there was going to be a succession plan where he was going to be president, but also kind of like pseudo GM where if things, if decisions were made and if someone had to fire Dennis Allen, like if you're making that succession plan, that means you're already thinking about firing Dennis Allen. So how are you yep. thinking? How are you, how are you going to tell people that you are close as a team when you already had this potential succession plan planned out where you didn't want to take the heat if you had to fire DA? Cause you, what 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 team is thinking about firing their head coach if they're close, right? I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe the Ravens because that was kind of trickling a little bit. They are kind of an undisciplined team, but it doesn't happen very often, right? But I just just aesthetics. Just gonna give you some aesthetics, Ryan. We talked about this in the playoffs. What 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 were the the most impressive Saints win this season? We just really. Stop to think about it. What was the most impressive win? 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Factor an opponent. Mm-hmm. I may probably go with the Bucks second game. Okay. So that's, that's what I would say, right? If you take that Saints team, how they played in that game, would they beat the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Niners, if they played them 10 times? Would they beat them at least once? All all three of those teams. So I'm giving you 30 matchups. 30 matchups. Could the Saints team that played against the Bucks in that second game beat any of those teams one time? If they all, if they each played them ten times, so they played the Niners they ten times. Them. They played them ten times. Ten, probably once, probably once. But it ain't gonna be more than that, bro. <laughs> it's gonna be because <laughs> them teams, bro, is just it's 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 not close. It's not close, man. It's not so close. If, so I made that kind of like. Far out and now uh, example to say there is like my I watched that AFC Championship game. I, I was watching it, bro, and I was like, we we are not in the same league as these niggas right now. Like no. these niggas are on a no. different level, and it is easy to see. So there's no way I, there's no way in my mind that I think Mickey can. I think he trickles that down. I don't even think he believes it. I really don't, because if he don't. believed it, if he believed it, then he wouldn't have had these future thoughts of what what to do next season if if DA doesn't work out. You can't. That said, I know this team well enough to know that if that's what they're being, if that's what they're putting out the Senior Bowl, then they are going to potentially make moves to try to exactly give the illusion that they're close. Exactly, they are not making future moves. They are going all in again this year. You already know, bro. All in. The only big difference is that, oh, you might, like, oh, we're close, but we're going to trade one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Oh, we're close, but we're going to maybe trade AK, even though our run game, our run game was terrible. Oh, we're close, but uh, Taysom, one of the like, <gasps> future, like, one of the few players that have been so consistent for us from season to season, he might get traded. Now, if you're that close, now, why would you trade away players like that? I just, I, it's just confusing to me, Ryan. I need someone to break it down to me like I'm five years old. I don't understand it. Can't understand it because it don't make sense. Don't make sense. <laughs> Can't make, it makes no sense, man. But they're gonna go and, and you know pay a defensive end or offensive lineman a lot of money. Um, they're gonna trade up in a draft from fourteen to ten or something and get I don't know somebody. And if they, if gonna, they trade up from fourteen to ten and they brought me uh, UCLA edge, bruh. Fine with it. Fine with it. Fine with it. But but it's it just it just goes to underscore that this team is this franchise man right now. It's gonna take some lumps for them to get right. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to go backwards to figure out how to go forward. You know, and I think that's kind of where we at with them, man. Uh, we didn't talk about talk about Pete Carmichael going over to Denver, bro. Well, Denver, I know. Baby. I, I know, I know he happy as fuck, bro. Ooh, I don't got to call bro. plays no more. I don't got to deal with D.A. dumbass. He just like. Bro. Thank you. Thank you. He go have his little office in the corner, cooking up plays, watching tapes like 1962 Colts or some shit. Like, 
to run this play. That's what he want to do. You know what I'm saying? What I do, bro? What I want to do. You know what? I'm I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy for him, bro. Like legit, him, bro. legit happy because him, because as as we've said, as the season ended, not once during his tenure as OC for two seasons, not once did he ever throw one player under the bus. Ever, he threw, he put it on him. I watched every P. Carmichael uh, <laughs> presser this year. This nigga is every, sick. One. Sick, bro. And trust me, it wasn't easy. I watched everyone, and he never, ever, 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 ever said one negative thing about any player. Ever. Um, but you had your head coach throwing Crystal Lobby under the bus multiple times, but then. <laughs> Unbelievable, bro. Unbelievable. On a play that wasn't even his fault, Ryan. Like that's... And then he had the nerve to come out after, what was that, the Giants game? Uh, guess we, uh, uh, I guess we don't want to get any questions about our quarterback today, huh? <laughs> Shit, I, would, I wish the media just walked out right there. Like, when he said that, like, I'm the Giants are picking sixth overall in the draft right now, by the way. I just had to look it up just to be, be, be sure, bro. Like, what are you talking with, about? With a backup quarterback. I'm, okay, I'm just, I'm just all the teams you beat. Just pick a top ten, goddamn it! Like, what are you talking about, bro? What it's are saying, you talking about? It's, 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 right. Um. I mean, we we kind of hit on all. So let's close out with senior bowl. This is not going to be a super super duper long episode, but we we wanted to get this out. Um, we got something cooking for some good guests. Um, hopefully, coming on the pod soon. Senior bowl. I've been being worked like uh, a government mule this entire week. So I have not even had really time to get into senior bowl tweets and, and look into guys, blah, blah, blah. Before we, before we do that though, y'all talk about the news. Not even really news. Cause I think it's the most, it is the most like known thing. That's a secret, but it's not really a secret. Cause it's been known for like months now, the report that came out that Sean Payton's willing to trade up in the draft for Caleb Williams. Does that make you feel any type of way? Of course. <laughs> Bruh. It, it's just, it's one of the things that would I, I, I never get over. I'd never get over. I'd never get over him having Patrick Mahomes right there in his sights. Knowing you wanted him. And Best quarterback workout he's ever seen in his life, Ryan. You traded up for players like Marcus Davenport. Uh, uh, who else Brent, have they traded uh, up for? Brandon Cooks, uh, Sand Ellis, uh, Ellis, Mark Ingram. I'm just trying. To th- I'm just trying to think of first yeah, round Mark people they tra- that traded up for prior to the prior to Mahomes. So, yeah, I think that had to go get it, had to go get Elm Kamara in the second round. I had to go get him. Got Elm Kamara. Be great pick. Great pick. But you couldn't. Jump a spot or two to go secure your franchise quarterback for the future. Probably would t- maybe taking like a fourth round pick. Maybe, maybe, maybe a fourth. Maybe. Pick. I, I just, I just can't get over that. And now you ready to sell your Far, grandchildren, oh, grandchildren, just to get a chance at Caleb Williams. It's just like, bro, what, 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 what we doing, Sean? What we doing? I love you bro, forever, that, bro. I love you forever, bro. But I'm always going to look at you with a side eye for that one. That throw he threw to Travis Kelsey on that that first Chiefs touchdown, bro. Like people were marveling at the catch, and the catch was was cold. That's the throw, man. That throw. The placement of the ball. I was just like, this Earth. is different, bro. It's different. different, and just and the I, way I he's transformed himself too. Someone, I think it was maybe. Agitator Brian in our Discord said it perfectly. Besides the the way he sees the game, besides the throws, besides all that, he has a poise that is almost like I don't know. I'm not going to say ever, but there are very few quarterbacks we have seen play the game that has the poise that he has. Like it is, and it's 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 hard to like 
talk about because it's not like a you, you it's a thing you can't really like verbalize but you just see mm-hmm. it like there's just this yeah. poise there that is just next level um interested to see the, the super bowl man because you got andy reed going against the steve wilkes defense um and the niners if they like they can't they can't get down like they did against the lions and expect for them to like expect to come back because all due respect to ben johnson and, and Jared goff and, and all that when you go and told it like He's already come back and beat you as a team. Like if you go down, bro, like that's that's tough. That's yeah, tough. That's tough, um, man. I, I was uh, I, I, and to me, it's like crazy because like even in both games, I haven't been super impressed by the Forty Niners. Um, in both the postseason games this year, but I, I I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be a hard one for to pick for me, but I never better get Patrick Mahomes turn. Never, bro. <laughs> and, uh, and man, and Spags just been cooking, bro. Spags been cooking it up. Cooking, bro. Can't believe Lamar said that they would have. I just believe that, bro. Like, what? Did you, like, not pay attention during the uh, the, 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 the the scouting report? Because I, I watched the Spagnola's entire career. <laughs> he, they was blitzing the shit out of Josh Allen when they played the Beatles. Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, anyway, um, senior bowl. So, the Denver, just the Denver sitting at twelve. Also, can I just make the just a statement that if Chicago decides to like keep Fields and and punt on Caleb Williams, they deserve to be bad for everything. a very long time. They deserve and, everything and, they get. Just dummies, dummies, right? But if they decide that they're going to do it and they're going to take maybe three first round picks or two first round picks and Patrick Sertan and, or three first round picks and Patrick Sertan or whatever. And Sean jumps from 12 to one and drafts Caleb at one. I'll be hurt. I'll be hurt, bro. I'll be hurt. I'll say that anyway. Um, senior ball, any, I know you've been starting to dig into prospects a little bit. Um, watching some watching some tape a little here and there, um, but just give me some senior bowl thoughts, some some preliminary you know tape tape dogging thoughts that you come across. Nah, man, like, I t- obviously uh, Latou has been kind of the star uh, oh of the senior bowl. Uh, I just I just started watching them uh, yesterday or the day before. Um, I watched them against USC in another game. So I was so I I saw my first exposure to him is that we went to the U or UCLA Colorado game in mm. here. So I couldn't take much from that game because the Colorado offensive line is like not it's terrible. Like so yeah. it's really hard to evaluate him because it wasn't like a fair competition. That said, when you have a great athlete or a great player going against a fair competition, you want to see that player dominate. And he right. dominated that fucking game. From start mm. to finish, he dominated it, and I was like, I just kept like, who is this USC fifteen or uh, UCLA fifteen? Who is this? And he really plays. G said it first, but I, I he plays kind of like that. Jalen Phillips, I kind of get yeah. the Anthony Barr vibes from him when mm. he was at UCLA. Um, like he's a player. I don't got squint. I don't got squint. I'm gonna say, nah. I saw it. I see, but like. You just see it. Like I was looking at the UCLA tape, and you see him. You can see what I like with pass rushers when they get better throughout the game. Like you see, mm-hmm. you see, mm-hmm. like, and then by third quarter, this get is just you know sack <clears throat> hit, sack fumble, sack for a loss. You just like, like it's just get you. They win the offensive line out as Down. the game goes yeah. on. I love I love seeing that from edge rushers, and you know I saw that from him just in that one game I watched. And like we said, he's you know he's showing up. So we'll see, you know, you know the draft, the draft as I'm kind of going around with the Saints are right now because he did have injuries, uh, you know, in his career. So give me if that's if he, you know, slips. And a usually, bit. like I tend to shy away from that usually, but like he, <laughs> like he, like I just he, I easily see it with him. Like I yeah. just easily see it with him. He should meet all the athletic, uh. 
oh, analytic prototype stuff. You know that the Saints like to do. We we getting ready for it. We getting, getting ready, ready for it. A couple of uh, who else? Not many other people at the scene, but I mean, you know, the absolutely the quarterbacks, Penix, Bo Nix, everybody. <laughs> Twitter hates Twitter hates Bo Nix so much. I almost want to like him just <laughs> just to be a contrarian. Um, oh, hey Brian, sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I looked at a couple prospects. I'm still just doing my due diligence. Uh, just I'm not I'm not about to look at all of them. a lot of offensive tackles uh, are you know slated to go in the first round. So I mean the Saints, it's just oh my god. Jeff Ireland did speak this week. Oh, um, he said you know they still believe in Trevor Penning and all that stuff. You know, I don't know what to think about Trevor Penning, bro. Like I just don't know what to think. You know, I don't know his path forward. I don't know what it is. I don't. I mean, again, I think you've said it perfectly that one of the offseason things on the chalkboard, on the whiteboard, whatever fucking board color the board is, is bring in an bring in a coach to help Trevor Penny. Period. You cannot now as as. As much as these dudes, as much as these dudes were so like just deep in sunken fallacy calls, just deep in it with two firsts and blah blah, you can't tell me that you can't just be a little more patient with a player who didn't play his rookie season because he got injured and played a little this season, didn't start off hot, and then my eyes. Do not fucking lie to me. I'm not saying he was great. I'm not saying he was stellar. But no one can, in my face, look at me and tell me that Trevor Penning did not incrementally get better as the weeks went along. You can't do it, well, bro. You, you say, they say, you know, they have a plan for him and they have a vision. But everybody everybody knew he was a raw prospect coming out and it was going to take on, time. Everybody, on, So how can, how can one... Take time and improve without playing. And how so can I you ding him? Why well, how can you ding him from that when that's who he was when he when you all drafted him? Because the the upsides when you draft a player like that, right, is what you get to do. You get to put your hands on him. You get to, get to yeah. hold him. Get to, get to touch him. Eric, hold at home if you're listening. Don't. don't. Yeah, you, you know you get to do what you want with him as a player, so you can you know make him into the player that you want him to be. But how can you do that if he's not on the playing field? I don't know. Just for shits and giggles, while in case someone was looking at the YouTube while while you were kind of talking, I kind of just got the, the like the the draft like just the draft like the kiss of the draft bug a little bit. So I just did a, just a little simulator real quick, um, and got the Rome the Washington wide receiver at fourteen, and then and I took Phoenix in the second round at forty five. So nice, I like it. Another wide receiver that's been standing out uh, was Lad McCoskey. Oh, the uh, Alabama, Georgia, Georgia, my Georgia. Oh, right? what? Yes, you're right. Sorry, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking Alabama. Yeah, you know, your your quintessential, you know, white, flat, <laughs> quick, not fast. You know, no, he, he got a little more game than that, bro. Yeah, I didn't see he got game. I like him, like, but he's just he, you watch him and he's like, okay, I know exactly what he is. He's going to run crisp routes. He's gonna catch the ball. He's tough. You know. Got the punch pail with him. Uh, guy like him, they're going to love him at the scene, bro. Him and Chris Olave just be best buds, bro. Just <laughs> best. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, who, who Wait, I said Chris Olave. Sorry, I meant Pete Warner. Sorry, that's on Pete me. Warner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, Chris. Um, Chris, like, well, now, why am I in it? Now, I'm, I'm trying to get it on a <laughs> character assassinated for no reason. Um. Uh, Anything else? Anything else? I'm trying to think. Anything else? Saints wise, um, obviously, when an offensive coordinator is, it's just weird to me that like their their coaches who have become head coaches have already like finalized their offensive staff, like their entire coaching staff. Right, right. <laughs> and we only other have not the only other explanations is nobody wants it. nobody wants a job. Yeah, it's a shaman if you're waiting on Gruden. 
or they are just waiting for Clint Kubiak or Brian Greasy or, some, or, one of them, or someone in the one night, of those yeah, guys yeah. in the Super Bowl. So we will have answers eventually. We just the only thing that confuses me about the whole waiting for someone who is in the Super Bowl is I have watched numerous coaching cycles. I'm not saying all the time, but usually when that's the case, that news is already leaked, right? right. It usually says, uh, coach, blah, 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 of 49ers intends to become the blah, 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 of, you know, said team once the playoffs concludes, blah, blah, blah. That news is usually already out. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, so I'm not trying to just be just contrarian and say that I'm, I'm calling shenanigans on that or anything like that. But that's usually already out. And the, the thing that I, that sticks with me the most is that Underhill tweet. Adhering to league rules. Now there's 30, 32 teams in the NFL. All of them know what they, you know, when they can talk to position coaches and blah, 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 or under teams and when they can't, especially during the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. So that's common knowledge across the board for all NFL teams. Although maybe the, I still think DA doesn't know how to use the, the IR rule. So maybe, I don't know. What would you need to, what are you, what would you need to adhere to the, to the league rules about? I'm still waiting on the answer. Right? Like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I it, know. that line just, it was just like, they should know, they, they know the rules, right? <laughs> like, everyone knows the rules. So, like, why would you need to adhere to them? Like you already know what they are. I I don't know. I don't know if it means anything. Who knows? But anyway, guess we'll find out soon enough. Um, soon enough, man. But thank y'all for just supporting us and and just being down for us and just being amazing listeners, amazing you know fans of what Ryan and I are, are doing and what we built. I will a hundred percent, a hundred percent be at the Senior Bowl with Ryan next year. Um, we, we were trying to plan it out this year. It didn't work, but listen. Ooh, spectacular. I, the VA gone. The coach. The staff. Maybe, we pick, I, maybe we're picking top 10 quarterback or something. Maybe we're picking top three. Not, not, that I, not that I'm hoping for that. Not that I'm hoping for that. Just want to be clear. <laughs> but if we're picking top three, then that means we'll probably be able to get a quarterback of the future and hopefully – this is sad, bro. We 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 look into January of 2025. The yeah. season haven't even happened, Ryan. We haven't had the agency. We haven't had the draft. Speed through this season, bro. You know. All <laughs> I'm looking forward to is our game day zooms, bro. I miss game, our game day zooms, man. Game day zooms, uh the, the draft meetup, our yeah. our you know, so I will say on the podcast, I know. You know, we're telling off and maybe not everyone's listening. So, obviously, we'll do our New Orleans meetup, pick one home game in New Orleans. It is not going to be the Broncos game. Please, please stop suggesting that game. It is not going to be that game. Financially, it just is not feasible. So, we'll have the New Orleans meetup game. More than likely, the West Coast meetup game is going to be the Chargers game. And maybe, maybe might be able to get the... Saints Giants game. We got a little got a little hooker. We got some, we get some logic. I don't know. We'll see. Right. We'll see. The Patreon. I need some Patreons for that one, bro. Please. But the crazy thing is, the most costly thing is the transportation or like the flight to to New York. Because once right. you get there, if lodging's already taken care of, or at least a discounted kind of lodging, you go you t- you take the bus everywhere, so you don't have to worry about getting a rental car. That, that's one mm-hmm. of like the really nice things about being in New York. You just take the subway for it. Them flights though. Them flights though. Different story. But thank y'all so much for just listening and supporting um, our numbers. You know, I'm I'm happy that our numbers just haven't plummeted. Again, owe that a lot to the Saints. So thank y'all for just being somewhat pretty dysfunctional for this time being. But y'all, y'all <laughs> keeping us going strong. Uh, we'll be back. We will see if we'll do a live show on Sunday. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we if we do. Um, we definitely want someone on if we're doing a YouTube live show. I know Ryan 
and wife, you're going to New Orleans to celebrate um, Mardi Gras season Mardi coming Gras, up. Baby. Oh, that's a that's a fire shirt. I'm gonna have to get one of those. Thank you, man. Um, so we'll we'll probably do a live show on Sunday though. It's it's in it's in the works. So we'll let y'all know when. We'll post it if we do the YouTube live show. Any questions y'all got? Anything y'all got? It's time to do that. We'll try to have one of our our community members on just supporting us and just keep this shit going. So we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Thank y'all for all the support. We'll be back probably on Sunday for the YouTube live show. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, like on all platforms with that. We're out. Peace. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 